This is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield from The Lynn Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. This is The Wealth Puzzle with Mike Mansfield and Tony Shore. Uh, Tony, as always, it's good seeing you, man. Unfortunately, yeah. this is maybe one of those more somber conversations that we get to have. <laughs> Obviously, we're coming off of a lot of stock market volatility. Yeah. But, you know, what's funny is uh, stock market volatility is a relative issue. I think what's m more somber, what's more upsetting is when you start talking about things that unfortunately deal with human lives. You know, it's easy to get an upset stock market over a basic piece of economic data or home sales are slow or the GDP is declining. But the problem is right now, right, you know, everybody's upset. Everybody's concerned. There was a big downward price movement last week, but it was based off of the coronavirus. Right. And that's that's the sad part of it is, you know, we do talk about human lives. People are dying. People are sick. Um, that is scary to people. That is very upsetting to people. But still, you know, the whole point of these conversations, Tony, is to try to put this stuff into financial perspective. It doesn't always appease us on an emotional perspective or the human perspective. But obviously our goal with these interactions is to discuss retirement and discuss retirement income planning and how these unfortunate events certainly play into that conversation. Well, definitely. And with everything going on out there and last week in the markets, the market correction, yeah. um, I imagine you saw people, there's always people, it seems anytime the market has a big drop uh -huh. or a correction, people start to panic, right? They let their emotions take over. And so they're like, I got to move to cash. I got to sell. You're right. Is, does that happen? Well, it, it always happens. And, you know, there's always kind of the handful of people that will always do that and always have conversations. I think on a bigger scale, we'll come back to this a little bit, on a bigger scale, this is why what I do is so important, retirement income planning. See, the fear is, you know, the fear of running out of money, right? The fear of going broke in retirement. Those are where fears exist for people when their accounts go down. But I always reinforce that, hey, if you have a proper retirement income plan, you know where your monthly income is coming from because if you have a proper plan, You've allocated these things correctly, right? You have your income coming from stable investments. You have your long-term growth in the risky stuff. And so when we have our long-term growth money going down, that's the whole point of it. It goes up and it goes down. So I can only, I can't reinforce enough why everybody, perfect example of what's going on, right? Needs a retirement income plan in place. It's huge. It's very important. You need to know how to cash flow your assets so that you're not at risk. Because you know what, Tony? I meet a lot of people that when I go through an income plan and I talk about conservative assets, hey, let's put some money in some short-term bonds. Hey, let's put some money in a fixed index annuity. Let's do some money in these things. Trust me, I get all the poo-poos in the world from people. Oh, I know those are boring. Oh, I heard those are bad. Oh, you know, those aren't going to do as well as my Google stock or whatever the conversation is. It's fascinating to me because these are the moments that everyone says, oh, hey, what was that thing you were talking about, Mike? But 
right? It's right. The, the time to do things is when things are good, not when they're bad. You don't want to react emotionally and get upset. You know, for this conversation, I, I pulled a number of different data points. I thought that they would be very interesting. And so I was looking at market corrections and some things like that. And so, for example, just to kind of put some stuff in perspective, last week, the stock market went down significantly, right? It had about a 3,500 point drop on the Dow Jones. That represented between the Dow and the S&P 500, uh, the better part of a 13% correction in the stock market. Right. Wow. You know, that's pretty significant. That's pretty impactful. Yeah, it the is. The headline that drove all of this was because of the coronavirus, right? Every day there was a yep. headline. And every day the market would rally, then another headline would come out. Hey, there's a case in California. And boom, the market would go back down. There was a huge amount of fear associated with this pandemic shaping up in our community. You know, which once again is justifiable, but still remember when you come from a financial perspective, that's what you need to do is you need to look at the proper perspective with this stuff. The coronavirus is very concerning. It's very upsetting. But as the CDC said on the news last week, the reality is for 99% of the people that even get it, it's just like getting the flu. You're sick for a couple of weeks and then you move on with life. You treat it the exact same way. Right. It's for a very small population that already has underlying health issues that where this can be much more serious, where you might need to be in the hospital. And unfortunately, and I don't want to be negative, you might pass away. Right. Well, you know, that's also the same definition of how the flu works and many other diseases like that. We've had pandemics previously, though, right? Yeah. Uh, we yeah. had SARS. SARS. SARS in the early yeah. 2000s. Any idea, Tony, what the, the, the mortality rate was with SARS? I don't remember. Uh, I know that I've heard, but I can't remember. The it was about number. 10%. Oh, wow. Significantly higher than the coronavirus. Coronavirus is somewhere between like, you know, two and a half and three and a half percent. So the, the SARS outbreak that happened in the early 2000s was a 10%. That was very upsetting. That was very scary for a lot of people. When that happened, the stock market went down 15% pretty quickly. And within 12 months, it was up 25%. You then had the MERS outbreak. I spell it, I always say Mars, but it's MERS, M-A-R-E-S, I believe. MERS, any idea what the mortality rate was on that, Tony? I don't. I have no idea on that one. It was like 35%. Ouch. Yeah, talk about yeah. something. I mean, you know, this is like, they make scary movies about this stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, 35%, significant. Same exercise, though, as SARS where the market went down about 15% and within a 12-month period, it was up 25%. Okay, so there's some historical examples of similar market cycles associated yeah. with these types of pandemics. Right. What's going on right now? Stock market just fell about 13%. Okay, that's interesting. Very comparable to SARS and MERS kind of a correction. Right. You know, once again, but once again, we're dealing also with an infection and disease that doesn't seem to have the same gravity or weight as one of those historical infections would cause. Right. I so, mean, at 2%, at a 2% of those who get it passing, um, that's a lower rate than the death toll of people who eat at Del Taco, isn't it? I mean, isn't there? <laughs> See, well, that's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> Just kidding. The mortality well, I mean, rate of for, for those that eat at Del Taco is probably higher. Yeah. You know, and that's that's the challenge right now is even on the global scale, when you when you start playing with math of percentages, 
You know, if you have the better part oh, of a hundred thousand dollars with a hundred thousand people with the coronavirus and three thousand people have passed away out of eight billion people, we're still dealing with a very low level issue here, right? As they keep saying on the news, more people will die from the flu this year than from the coronavirus. Um, yet no one ever views the flu as a pandemic or a major, you know, event. So it's interesting, right? So once again, I'm a I'm a person of information. I prefer to look at history to try to kind of align, okay, what could happen? What's going on here? How irrational are we being? And it seems when you compare this to historical pandemics, you know, hopefully the the worst of it is over. Obviously, there's still a lot of uncertainty, right? If all of a sudden the amount of cases explodes and the mortality rate increases and all of that, this is a this is an evolving conversation at the moment. But still, keeping in perspective. Now, what I did is I pulled some historical data off of the stock market separately from these pandemics I'm talking about. So since World War II, there has been 26 market corrections. So corrections happen, you know, here and there every handful of years. A market correction is typically more than 10%. So when you look at the market correction, so it's between 10 and 20%. So once you get to 20%, you've changed from a correction to a bear market. So in the 26 corrections that have happened since World War II, they have averaged 13.7%. So at the moment, we're just dealing with a very run-of-the-mill correction here at the moment, right? Obviously, this can go down worse. This can go down more. But at least for the moment, when you look at history of corrections, we're just kind of right in the realm of experiencing a routine correction of sorts. On average, those corrections, those 26 corrections since World War II, have taken about four months to fully recover if they didn't turn into a bear market. So on face value, you say, okay, that's very typical. Because let's be fair. Uh, the stock market went down, what, 2,200 points last August. Nobody remembers that. The stock market went down 2,000 points uh, last May. Nobody remembers that. The stock market went down, Tony, 6,000 points um, in the fourth quarter of 18, just over a year ago. Nobody really remembers that. Stock market cycles significantly. The stock market has had a pretty healthy, significant, drastic cycle. I'll give it that. Um, and I'll talk more about that from a technical standpoint in a little bit. So, sorry, I'm talking your ear off, Tony. I'm just trying to get a lot of information out today to try to put some, once again, non-emotional rationale into our thoughts here. Right. Because this and stuff I, is scary. It People is. People are freaking out. It is. People are freaking out, and, and they need to calm down and... Hopefully, cooler heads will prevail as far as dealing with the virus. And that's not to take anything away from the seriousness of the people it is and will affect. But in the grand scheme of things to this point, it is very minor. And yeah. that is not to diminish the lives lost. Nothing when a life, well, if one life is lost, it's, it's major, but it's not necessarily the threat that the media hype would have you believe it is for everyone. Right. Right. So you, you can't let your emotions dictate. You can't live in fear. You can't lock yourself in your house. Um, you can. Uh, you know, you can't. You shouldn't go out and sell all your stocks and, you know, well, buy water and never leave well, you the can, house. You yeah. know, but the problem is that's irrational. So here, let me put some right. more numbers to it just to kind of keep on that side of the conversation. So, okay, if you look at the last 20 years of the S&P 500, if you invested $10,000 20 years ago, it would have grown to $30,000. You ended up with about a 5.6% average return staying fully invested in the stock market. Make sense so far, Tony? We're yep. following along? Okay. Yep. 
What if you sold to cash? Because remember, this conversation is about the long-term investor. Remember, the way that we build a retirement income plan is we have you in the stock market, but not with your income money, not with your immediate need money, with your long-term money. So if you're a long-term investor, because every proper retirement plan has a built-in long-term investor, if you're a long-term investor and you miss the best 10 days in the stock market, remember, because normally what happens is like, you know, this week we saw the stock market go up like eight, 800 points. Um, it crashes hard and then it goes back up. So if you sold out and you missed the 10 best days in the stock market, your 5.6% average return on 20 years fell to 2%. Wow. That's huge, right? Yeah, that is huge. That's a, for missing just 10 days in 20 years of trading. If you miss the best 20 days in that 20 year period, the best 20 days, you actually have a negative 0.3% return. If you miss the best 30 days, you have a negative 2% return. If you miss the best 40 days, you have a negative 4% return. In 20 years where the market is up higher, Tony, if you had simply missed the best 40 days, you would have averaged a negative return in that time period. Think how scary that is. If you miss the best 60 days over the last 20 years, you have a negative average return of 7.4% for just missing wow. two months of trading in 20 yeah. years. Yeah, that's huge. So what do we learn about that? If you are invested and you're a long-term investor, you need to stay invested correctly. Now, it doesn't mean you don't reallocate and you don't reevaluate and you don't reconsider risk and make sure that you're not risking your income and you're not you know, overexposed to the wrong asset classes and things like that. Investing takes work. It doesn't mean you just close your eyes for 20 years and wake up one day. But the point is, is we all become emotional and when we have that bad habit of wanting to pull out, you know, remember, individuals are the worst investors commonly because they use their gut. They use their emotions. When the pain gets a little too high, they say, I can't handle anymore. Get me out. And that almost tends to be the moment where the market finally starts to recover a little bit. Right. Yeah. So uh, obviously there's a lot to be concerned with here. Now, if our listeners want to make sure that their portfolio and their money is balanced, make sure they're not making the wrong decisions in critical times when the market's volatile, how do they get a hold of you to set up that meeting? Sure, Tony. So look, if you don't have a proper retirement income plan, if you're freaking out about the stock market, because let's be fair, everybody's freaking out about it. And so I'm, you know, everybody's upset about it. I'm not going to knock you for that one right now. It, everything is emotional. Everything is scary. Everything is confusing. But if these are things that are concerned to you, give me a call. Because these are the reasons that we build proper retirement income plans so that people have stability. They have risk adjustments. They have income. They're okay. We do it for you. We help you out with this. Give me a call. 805-500-7035. That's 805-500-7035. Visit my main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D, thelindgroup.com. Remember, we're located right here in the smack dab middle of Ventura in California. So let's talk about it. But, you know, give us a call. All right. That sounds great. Now, with the markets and the coronavirus and all the headlines, uh, people need to focus on what's important. And obviously, uh, that's their own personal plan and stay on plan. But some people out there don't have a plan or they think, well, I've got a 401k or an IRA or I have money in a CD. Uh, but they need a plan in place, and that's how they're going to be able to weather these storms, isn't it? Is well, that's planning. totally right. So when you properly asset allocate your resources into the correct buckets, 
You don't carry stock market risk where you can't afford it. Remember, for most people, retirement is just trying to recreate working without working, right? You go out the front door when you're working, you earn your paycheck, you pay your bills, you live your life. Same exercise in retirement is we want to make sure those paychecks are rolling in. We just don't want you to go out the front door and find it anymore. And so when you build a proper retirement income plan, we look at all of your income sources externally, social securities, pensions, rental properties, whatever. We look at what your expenses are and we see how much of your cash assets, your savings, your 401k, your IRA need to be allocated to generate the income that is needed to make you be able to continue on enjoying life the way that you see fit. With any leftover funds that we don't need as a demand for our income, that is money then that generally gets allocated into the stock market. Because remember, just because you're 65 or however old you are retiring, you are perfectly entitled to be on this planet another 30 or 40 years. You need some long-term growth, right? You need to hedge against taxes going up. You need to hedge against inflation going up. You need to hedge against longevity risk. You need to hedge against getting sick, right? And needing extra levels of care. So long-term growth exists in most people retirement plans. But if you properly allocate this stuff, Tony, guess what? Your income is still intact no matter what's happening in the stock market today. And guess what? Over long periods of time, that's why long-term investors always do well. Because when we hedge those, you know, your red money, as we call it, the risky stuff, against the long-term aspect of your portfolio, you know, give me the time period over a long period of time where the stock market is not always up again. That's why it's a good deal, people, because even though it gets volatile and upset, it always goes back up. The U.S. economy has been very strong lately. Perhaps it's positioned very well to deal with something like the coronavirus. I mean, our jobs numbers in January, Tony, the best in five years. Uh, permits coming out from home builders, highest in two years. They're obviously building homes. The, even the concern we had last year of the GDP, a third of it being from manufacturer, not doing well, manufacturing, that's come out. That's already improved. We're out of the manufacturing recession. Things are firing on all cylinders. So this is a temporary setback. This is a problem. The government, the CDC are working on it. You know, they're going to have probably a vaccine next year kind of a thing. And so it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. And like the CDC said on the news, as I said earlier, <clears throat> don't freak out about this stuff because the reality is even if you get the coronavirus, there's a very good chance you're going to be just fine. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the point right there. Now uh, we're running out of time. Is there anything else you want to add for the show today before we go? I, I just kind of want to appease to the, I get it. You know, this stuff is emotional. I have my own investments. I have my own money. I watched it all go down last week. And so I realized the the gut-wrenching feelings of turning on the news and hearing all of the fear and hearing all of the confusion. It is upsetting. It is legitimately concerning. It is scary. I totally understand that. And I can only reinforce the importance of having that proper retirement cash flow plan in place. Because if you have that in place then we can appease a lot of those concerns for you because you know your income is stable. You know your income is intact. You know that you're not going to succumb to the, the what if. See, if all your money is invested in the stock market and that's where you're pulling your retirement income plan, you are living with the word hope in your heart. I am hoping it all works out. I am hoping I don't get screwed. I am hoping, 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 hoping. That is a terrible way to build a retirement income plan. 
You don't use the stock market to generate your monthly income because stuff like this happens and you say, oh, whoops. So I just caution everybody, take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. Be patient. It might get worse before it gets better. But all of this stuff, just like the historical pandemics this country has gone through, no one even remembers them. No one remembers what happened in the stock market. That's right. No one remembers what happened in the stock market six months ago, 12 months ago, right? So we're going to get through this. So deep breaths, positive heads, cool heads prevail, right? And um, if you have any questions, call me, 805-500-7035. Visit my main website, thelindgroup.com. But we're, we're here to help you guys out. All right. Well, that sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Wealth Puzzle with our host, Michael Mansfield. Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lynn Group Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lynn Group LLC. The Lynn Group LLC and the Lynn Group Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Lynn Group LLC the Lynn Group Advisors LLC and Michael Mansfield are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.